COVID-19. COVID-19. Malaysia has reported over 5,800 COVID-19 cases. Perintah Kawalan Pergerakan PKP akan dilanjutkan sehingga 12 Mei 2020. A shift is required from all of us. A shift from our circumstances towards the cross. For He is the image of the invisible God. In Him, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Him, you have been brought to fullness. He is the... Partizano, da partizano tu mi devi seppellire seppellire la sui montagna bella ciao bella ciao bella ciao 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 e seppellire la sui montagna sotto l'ombra di un bel fiore hi good morning church how are you feeling today A week has gone really quick, right? And uh, now we are back uh, to another week's online gathering experience. Uh, I hope you are keeping well. Been praying for all of you guys in church and uh, believing that God's presence, God's touch is constantly in your life. I also hope that you are greatly blessed by uh, last week's message entitled The Unlikely God. I want you to know God specializes in using you God specializes, specializes, oh my Lord, specializes in uh, using us, the unlikely ones, to create unlikely outcome. And uh, I pray, I pray that God's hand will continually be upon your life. I, I have somewhat, I hope, I have somewhat gotten used to this uh, recording lifestyle. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I hope it's getting better. I hope you can feel me. Uh, still, you know, this has already taken a few takes because words are not coming out as I wanted it to be. But uh, I pray. I pray it is not just the words that I use, but the presence of God, the touch of the Holy Spirit that is upon you today. Shall we pray before we get started? Father God, I thank you for this morning. God, everyone that is gathered here, whether it is in Malaysia, outside of Malaysia, any parts of the world, if they have tuned in, oh God, Father, I pray. Let this word, that is the word of life, change us from the inside out. It doesn't matter whether at what stage of life we may be in. Some of us, we may be seeking God. Some of us, we have been Christian for a while. 
Father, I pray this word will invoke something on the inside of us that we long and we desire to keep close to Jesus and to serve God all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone say, Amen. Amen. This week, uh, we, we are launching a new series entitled Icon, Making God Visible, based on the book of Colossians, where Christ is the image or the icon of the invisible God. Where Christ is the icon or the image of the invisible God. But why Colossians? You see, Colossians, uh, the believers at Colossae, uh, were being challenged in their belief and many had been influenced by some new and trendy, subtle, false teaching. Now, now the, the believers at Colossae um, was a new church, was a young church, but nonetheless, they were not a weak church. They, they were a strong church. But this subtle and dangerous kind of a false teaching are uh, beginning to shake and sway their original faith and understanding in Christ. So Paul, who never visited them, uh, was in prison in Rome uh, at this point of time, wrote to them this letter meant to be read to them to reinforce their faith and their identity in Christ. Now, I believe that in this season where stress and anxiety are at an all-time high, you know, some of us, maybe you have lost your jobs, some of us, maybe we have been overwork, we are working way longer hours now and we have to take care of the kids, we have to cook and house chores and everything else. We, we are anxious and I understand to a certain extent I find the stress too. So having this series is crucial because it reinforces our faith and our identity in Christ. So it is imperative that we remain firm in Jesus at this point of time. So in the next coming weeks, a uh, different one of us will begin to share uh, as we look at the book of Colossians to bring out the richness and the beautiful word of God that is written by Paul in the book of Colossians here. Now, okay, you, you, you must be wondering why, why that, that clip from Money Heist. How, how many of you have seen Money Heist? Um, my wife and I bumped into this series uh, quite a while ago in, in Netflix uh, it was we, we watched it in, in Spanish and we read the subtitle. It, it was really uh, captivating. Uh, you, know, you know Money Heist is the third most watched uh, TV series in Netflix with 44 million viewers. That's a lot of people watching the same TV show, right? And, uh, and uh, the, the first two seasons were so successful that Netflix decided to pump in money uh, to, to let them shoot season three and season four to make it bigger and better, if, if you like. All right? And, and, so, and so, yes, so that's, that's the, the TV series. I, I'm not talking about the TV series uh, this morning, but you must be wondering what has the song Bella Ciao got to do with my message this week and especially the beginning of a new series where we are here to make God Visible. Uh, let me give you a background of uh, Bella Chow. All right, Bella Chow was originally a protest folk song of the Italian Mondina women who work in the paddy fields 
in the late 19th century in northern Italy. They sang it in protest against the harsh working condition they were in. So to them, it was a hymn of freedom. This week, I want to entitle my talk, my message, Bella Ciao. All right, to begin our new series by exploring what true freedom of followers of Jesus Christ is. What true freedom is for all of us who are followers of Jesus. And in the midst of this lockdown and isolation and uncertainty, how understanding this freedom that Paul encouraged the church in Colossae uh, can carry us through. Understanding that freedom can carry us through. Of course, yes, the aim of our theme is to make God visible, is to let others see God at work. But before we go there, is Christ apparent in our own lives? Do, do we understand fully the, the magnificent, the beauty, the power, the joy, the true freedom that we have in Christ? I, I want to just jump forward a bit just to take this one verse that I feel it is the verse that stitch the two parts of Colossians together in chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and verse 2. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Faced with difficulty, faced with heresy or false teaching or uncertainty, Paul encouraged the young believers in Colossae that since you have been raised with Christ, set your heart on things above. Church, today I want to encourage you. Yes, we, we are in a lockdown. There's a lot of uncertainty. We are stressed out. I know. But if Paul has spoken this to the church 2,000 years ago, it is still speaking us to, to us, speaking to us today that we are to set our hearts on things above where Christ is right now, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind as well on things above, not on earthly things. So you must be wondering, in fighting against heresy, uncertainty and confusion, Paul exhorts the believers at Colossae, to set their hearts on things above, which is Christ. And, and it is really about changing perspective. Rather than continually like, oh, I'm worried about this, I'm not sure about that, and we're beginning to entertain all, kind of, all kinds of WhatsApp messages or news that is draining our faith, draining our lives, Paul says to the church in Colossae, Set your hearts on things above. Set your mind on Christ. So how did Paul do that? I want you to know today that this word is going to really, really strengthen you and carry you through. Colossians chapter 1, verse 3 to verse 8. After the introduction and the salutation, Paul went straight and began the letter with thanksgiving. Why thanksgiving? Because thanksgiving is a hallmark of a follower of Jesus. Thanksgiving is 
that natural reaction that comes out of the inside of us because of the understanding of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so here in this passage, what is Paul thankful for? What is Paul thankful for the believers in Colossae? So Paul is thankful for they are assured of their right standing before God. So in Paul's praising God, in Paul's thanksgiving, Paul is actually assured that, you know what? As far as I know, you are assured of your right standing before God. This unshakable position in Christ, it's fundamental to our true liberty. That position that you are made right with God. It is an internal conviction. Therefore, it is not circumstantial. That means that liberty that we have is as a result of what Christ has done for us on the cross. And now we have a right standing. And now we can stand before God with confidence because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And that freedom that is an internal conviction that is burning forth from the inside of us, it is not circumstantial. It is not affected by the weather. It is not affected by whatever that is happening. Yes, it is true. Things are not as well as it used to be. But you know what? Deep on the inside of me, I am secure. Deep on the inside of me, I know who I am. My identity in God is secure and reinforced. Verse 4 to verse 5. It says, Because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints, the faith and hope that spring from the hope, the faith and love, sorry, that spring from the hope that is stored for you in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. There are virtues here that we, we always use and Paul used them. It says, the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven. Faith and hope can be a part of our Christian life because of our eternal hope that is already stored up for us in heaven. And so, now you know. You know, this virtue of faith, hope, love, we read in the Bible and uh, we use it as a code. We sing them as songs. Uh, these are not just faith, hope, love that is our human endeavor or human initiative. Oh, I have faith, I can do this. Oh, I can love others. Oh, I have hope. No. But rather, this faith, hope, love that Paul is telling the church in Colossae, they are the result and the proof of Christ working in us. Therefore, this virtue is a part of our lives. Our faith is a result of God working in us. Our hope is a result of what God has secured for us through Jesus. And that love is not just you love your TV shows, you love your food, but a love that birthed forth from within us. Look at Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Paul says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present 
your request to God. So, yes, do not worry about anything. Do we worry? Yes, we do. But Paul says don't. But through prayer, through petition, with thanksgiving, right? With thanksgiving, present your request to God. I, I'm not sure how many of you, you watch us um, on Facebook Live and uh, YouTube uh, last week on Tuesday where we studied the book of Hebrews with Dr. Victor. And he, he, he shared with us so beautifully how Christ has purchased us by dying on the cross for us that now we can have confidence to approach the throne of grace. Why? Because when God looks at us, He sees the work that Christ has done and you have that confidence. And so, yeah, we, we may struggle, we may have challenges and worries, but through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, knowing that Jesus is interceding for us. And so, with that, I want you to know you are already been won by Jesus Christ on the cross and you have a right standing with God because of Jesus. And therefore, thankfulness should be a part of our lives. Yep, uh, my savings may be depleted, my holiday plans may have to be scrapped. Uh, there are things that I wanted to do may, may not uh, be able to achieve this year or something that I want, that I long for may not happen. But you know what? Be thankful. Be thankful that God and us and our relationship with Jesus is still secure. And you know what, friends? It is this thankfulness that others will know that God, not just any other God, but Paul says the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is working in us. When you are thankful, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of this isolation, when you are thankful, others will know there must be a greater power, there must be a God that is working in their lives. How, how can they be so secure in the midst of insecurity? How, how can they be so confident in the midst of confusion, it is because the God that is at work, that's already at work and still at work, will continue to be at work in our lives, is none other than the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, Paul says, hey, you know what? Don't be easily swayed by all these like, sounds right teaching. They, they're not outright wrong. They, they, they have basis in the Word of God, but they add on a lot more stuff in the truth. So Paul says, in his thanksgiving, be assured of your right standing with God through Jesus Christ. The second key that unlocks true freedom for followers of Jesus, it's found in the second part of the text that I want to share with you today. And it's called Paul's Prayer from verses 9 to verse 14. Alright, let me read to you. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, so Paul says, yes, he has not been there, right? We have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will. So Paul prayed that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom 
and understanding that the Spirit gives. So the Spirit is giving us wisdom and understanding so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father. Again, giving thanks, joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. For He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom, the Bible says, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. In thanksgiving, the thanksgiving that Paul wrote reflects our right standing before God or with God. Prayer ought to be the intercession that we got to be walking right with Christ. Prayer ought to be the right walk with Christ. So, yep, one is your position and now is your walking. One is your standing, now it is your walking. What did Paul pray for the believers at Colossae? You know, you know they, they were not Jewish, they were Gentiles. So, so they were under a lot of pressure, pressure from trying to keep to Judaism and, and, and pressure from the world that they were in and all the idols that they were introduced. Well, not introduced, but they were already accustomed to and they became believer and they know Jesus. So Paul prayed for them. The first thing Paul prayed in the midst of all this that you are facing, Paul prayed for knowledge. Yes, knowledge that involved in the conversion to the Christian faith, that when you and I gave our hearts to Jesus, the Christian already have access to the privilege of this full knowledge of God. So, so when you and I gave our hearts to Jesus, when we say, God, come into my life, Jesus, be my Saviour, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we already have access to the privilege of the full knowledge of God, so that when Paul pray, Paul can pray for them that they may be filled with it. Paul can, today Paul is saying that we can pray that we may be filled with that full knowledge of God that we already have access. It is like you have the access card to, to the condominium, to, to the place that you want to go in. So Paul says, go in now and be filled with it. Paul wants the believers to utilize and properly use what is already theirs in Christ. So it is yours, all right? It is yours. Why is this knowledge important? You have to ask, right? Like, so it is about my walk with God. This knowledge is so that you and I and the believers in the church in Colossae at that point of time to better discern the will of God for their lives. You know, this will of God thing, it's, it's like a topic that Christians try to, try to understand and give meaning and struggle with. So often, you know, people ask, what is the will of God for my life? You know, uh, am I doing the right thing? So if you're working and you're not doing well, you wonder if you are out of the will of God 
or you're running a business and it's not going as smoothly as you like it to be, you wonder if you are in the will of God or you're in a relationship or your marriage and it's rocky and it's troubling and it's difficult. You, you, wonder, you wonder, is this the right person for me? Have I, have I left the will of God? That's why, you know, all these things are not smooth. So Paul prayed for knowledge. And this knowledge, I want you to know, you have access to it already. But this knowledge is really for us to discern the will of God for our lives. I, I, I can't write this better. So I quote this from a material that I read from. It says, And this knowledge is none other than an intelligent grasp of what the will of God demands in daily living. This knowledge that Paul is praying, and Paul, that today we can apply that this knowledge that we need to have is an intelligent grasp of what the will of God demands in daily living, every day where the Christian needs all spiritual wisdom and understanding. You know, sometimes we think, oh, I, I have to be spiritually discerning. I have to have spiritual wisdom and, and spiritual understanding. But have you actually wondered what is this for? It is not just for you to serve in church. It is not just for ministry, for you to preach the Word of God in your CG or look after your members. No, but really to have an intelligent understanding of what the will of God demands of us on our daily lives. Whether we're working, whether we're driving, whether we are meeting people, it is what the will of God demands out of us. And, and what is, does that do? It is relating the unchanging principles of God's will according to His Word to the present and ever-changing questions of the day. Let me just put it in Kevin Lu's words right now. Are you with me? That means the knowledge that Paul is saying is a knowledge that you can understand the will of God, the demand of the will of God for everyday interaction at work, at home, in school, everywhere, where we now relate the principle of God's will, the principle of the Word of God that is unchanging in an ever-changing world. That means how do I apply this truth that is the same yesterday, today, and forever, living in a world where opinion changes all the time? Uh, 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 people's thoughts changes. Uh, things that people want to do, people aspire to do, what they view, how they view the world is changing all the time. And applying this knowledge with the unchanging Word of God in an ever-changing world is what Paul is praying for the believers to have that knowledge. The prayer that Paul made, it's really about right walking with Christ. You've already have a right standing with God. There's no question about that. You, you, have, you are already made right. But now it is about walking, right? It's not just about standing there. It is about our daily lives. You know what? Last week, I was eavesdropping on Collective Bangsa IG Live um, where Kaysen and my wife was leading. Uh, it was their first anniversary, so Collective Bangsa. Yay! Congratulations. You're already one year. So sorry we can't have cake uh, to celebrate with everybody. 
Um, we only get the scones with a little candle that my wife baked. Uh, but I want to say this to you. Uh, I heard a little bird shared this, that the will of God is not so much what we do in life, but how we do it. I was so blessed. It's so good, right? Sometimes we just keep thinking, God, what is your will? Is it this? Is it that? But it is not what we do, but how we do our lives. It is not about working in the bank or in the school. It's not about starting a new startup or, or being an athlete being a singer. No, it is about how you are, how you carry yourself, how you bring God into your everyday life that reflects the will of God that you are applying. So the next time you wonder, is this what God wants me to do? The answer is always yes. But the question is, how are you doing that? How are you living your life? Is God visible? Are you making God visible in all that you do? Not just in church, but every day in your life. And then Paul says, live a life worthy of the Lord. You know, represent Jesus well. Please Him in every way. Walk right with one another, bearing fruit in every good work. Bearing fruit in every good work means that whatever you do, we got to show forth good results. You know, the harvest of wisdom is works. The harvest of wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding that Paul is praying for the church in Colossae today, the knowledge that we need, the harvest, it's works. Amen. So Paul prayed for knowledge. Secondly, Paul prayed for power. Paul prayed for power. Verse 11, it says, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. You know, so often when we talk about power, we talk about power of the Holy Spirit. We talk about power to minister, power to touch lives, the power of God. We, we like that so-called external, visible power. But the power that Paul is praying for here is kind of like anti-climax because this power is not those power that is so visible in that sense, but this power is for all endurance and patience. This power is the power of God working in our lives on the inside of us and to leave that endurance and that patience out. You know, often neglected. But this power of strengthening believers to steadily soldiering on, despite suffering, despite opposition, despite setbacks, despite shocks, despite disappointments, going through them not with collapsing morale, but with joy is the mark of true freedom achieved in Christ through prayer. That, 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 you know what? I'm not giving up. I'm trusting God. And I am trusting God, though it is difficult with joy in my heart, that people will know that there's true freedom on the inside of you. 
Amen. And Paul is praying for that power for all believers. This is not special power, but power essential to Christian maturity. Power essential to Christian freedom. Today, those of us who are followers of Christ, we are not learning this to get to where God wants us to be. Whether it is thanksgiving, whether it's prayer for knowledge and prayer for power, it is not to get there. But rather, it is from a place that you're already secure. We are moving forward from the position that we have been made right with God. It is already ours. You just got to pray that you'll be more filled, that this will be made manifested even more with thanksgiving, your right position in God. You, you don't have to do anything else to be made right with God. And that was the thing that the church in Colossae was suffering. You're safe, we know, but not enough. And so, and so Paul is correcting that. No, you are already made right with God through Christ. And, and Paul is praying for knowledge. This knowledge is already ours. We've got to access them. That's all. You have a library. Just go and get the books, basically. That's what Paul is saying. And that you have power. And that power can only increase when you learn, when you grow, when you go through your life with that strength for endurance and patience on the inside of you. I am going to draw to a close in verse, verses 13 and 14, it says, For He has rescued us. Jesus has already rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Because Jesus paid the price on the cross, our sins have been forgiven. We have been made right with God through Christ. And because of that, we are redeemed. We have redemption. We have true freedom. You are free today. Friends, you have freedom that is not external, but it is from the inside out. So don't, don't be too overwhelmed by all the things that you are facing. Set your heart on things above. Set your mind on Christ. Yes, I may be locked down, but I am still free. I may be isolated physically, yet I'm liberated from the inside out. And for that, my friends, we can now sing Bella Cha, not in protest, but in praise, for we have our redemption. And think about it. Now that I've been redeemed, how then should I live my life? How then should I carry myself? How then should I make God even more visible? With this understanding as I lay the foundation as the beginning of this new series that our church is doing, with this new knowledge, with Christ so visible in our own lives, you know, Jesus is not just a thought, a name that we use in our praise and worship, the name that we use to close our prayer. You understand the richness of Christ in your life. We can now make Him, Jesus, 
the image, the icon of the invisible God visible. We can now make Jesus visible because we truly grasp that freedom that we have. So today, this morning, as we draw to a close, I want to ask you, you feel free on the inside? Is your freedom emotionally based? You wake up, you feel good, you feel like you have freedom. Or if you have a lot of work and it's very demanding, you feel like you, you don't have that freedom anymore, I want to assure you, regardless of how you feel, regardless of what the condition you may be in, that freedom is already yours. So I want to ask those of you who are followers of Jesus to fully grasp this freedom once again. Pray and say, thank you, Jesus. With thanksgiving, thank you, Lord, of my right standing with Jesus. Pray with your family. Pray with your friends. Be thankful to God for this right standing. But if there are some of you here today, you watch us, whether you're from Malaysia, from outside this country, internet has broken all these barriers. It doesn't matter anymore, right? You can, as long as you tune in, you can be a part of this. And you, you, want, you want to be free. You don't know what being set free by Christ is like. We want to help you. We want to pray with you so that you can experience the same freedom that we have. And remember, this freedom is not because we are good, we are better. This freedom is all because of what Jesus Christ has achieved for us on the cross. So if you want us to pray for you, say, how can I know Jesus? You want to connect with us? Please feel free to, to write on the comment box and say, I need help. I need prayer. I need someone to walk with me. And our leaders will be more than happy to pray for you. And, uh, and so today, I want to close in prayer that we as believers truly know that freedom that we have in Christ. And for all those who do not yet know Jesus, I also want to pray for you that you can have the same freedom. I may be physically locked down. Still, I'm liberated on the inside of me. Let us pray.